Hello everyone. Um <laughs> welcome to my first episode of Unicorns Exist where we talk about everything. Um yeah, basically and today's first episode is going to be about pain. Um it's going to be about coming back to yourself after a very very long time of just neglecting and abandoning yourself either because you were abandoned by a lot of people in your life or you just didn't grow up with the tools and the knowledge to you know self-regulate and to see yourself and to be confident so let's start with what does getting back to self mean well getting back to self means realizing all the key elements of yourself that have led you to become the person that you are today and it's also about realizing the key moments in your life that have really shaped you and have taught you um you know things about emotions and relationships and what peace means to you how to take care of yourself emotionally mentally physically those things and back to self also means like your passions and like your aspirations and your dreams it means getting down to the root of why you are who you are and where all those things came from so i think in my life because i have only ever known um abuse from my parents and abandonment from my parents because my biological father was never in my life and he never wanted anything to do with me and my mom made it very clear to express that truth to me every single day to express that I was an accident that I was the catalyst for so many hardships in her life and as a little kid hearing all these things about how like basically you ruined your parents' life you have caused and brought such shame upon this family <laughs> um that doesn't start you on a path to loving yourself or appreciating yourself at all it basically was the seed that was planted in my head for self-hate and to people please and to overextend and all my life i basically did not know myself i did not have my own personality that i was fully cultivating it was always something that i thought would benefit other people if i was this way if i was the quote unquote perfect child for my mom if i did everything she wanted me to do and more i would soon regain like favor and love in her heart maybe you know 
And as a kid, you're going, you're like first understanding emotions. And when you grow up in a household that does not respect nor want to acknowledge the emotions of children, you learn to basically be emotionless in everything that you do or to hide all of your emotions. And you also learn that sensitivity is a flaw and to be sensitive to other people, you know, that is a flaw that if you do not um, hide or you do not basically put away, you will be in danger, either physically or emotionally, verbally, anything like that. Um, And I also moved around a lot. I counted the other day, like how many schools I have went through, I have went to, you know, between elementary, middle schools and high schools. And I had went to 10 schools in my, um, you know, growing years and switching schools all the time and just being put into new environments very often with no um, care for like how I was settling in. It brings on social anxiety because you're never really at peace you are always getting comfortable and then you realize like, okay, I got to be shifted and moved into another space. So basically as a kid, I was going through self-hatred when I didn't even understand what the word hate meant, but I was feeling it every single day and I was feeling the social anxiety every single day and I was just basically raised in a state of fear, hate, and survival and that's not a good space to raise children and for a lot of people that was also their reality but it's not something that is talked about because who would understand right like who would understand that basically your your own parents that had raised you and brought you into this world don't like you at all they don't even really love you that's like a hard one because even though parents could say all day long oh I love you I take care of you like if I didn't love you why would I put food on the table if I didn't love you why would you have clothes if I didn't love you why are you even here right and as a kid you're like well maybe maybe they do love me maybe they do Maybe they do love me and it's my fault for not seeing it, despite how they treat me, despite how much I am beaten physically and verbally. Maybe they do love me in their own sick and twisted way, you know, and then you're associating love with pain, you're associating love with fear, and you're not really experiencing love, you're experiencing all those negative, nasty things that kids should never experience and when I was 14 and I had already I had pretty much been through the ringer with my mom about how she was treating me and I was the oldest and I held all the responsibility as like a nanny and a maid and I also held the responsibility to do super well in school and I also held the responsibility to basically be perfect for my mom And to be perfect, the idea that you have to be perfect and make no mistake or else you could get 
beat, you're associating your performance with fear. You're not doing anything out of your love to do it or a passion to do it. All of your interests and hobbies, they are getting in the way of your being perfect. And when you are scared and you know that, you know, getting slapped or getting degraded and belittled is just around the corner, if you make one mistake, you're operating from a space of complete isolation and fear and you're telling yourself that if I want to be perfect I have to be perfect for this person and that means you're basically not yourself all of the things that I loved at the time when I was a kid like writing and reading and like going outside and the color blue (laughs) um It was not stuff that was accepted by my parents. Um, It was not anything that was accepted. The only thing that I gained recognition or admiration for was when I did stuff for my mom to make her happy. When I cleaned the house, top to bottom, make everything, you know, perfect for her. When I had really really good grades even though mentally I was struggling to comprehend a lot of things in school even though I was I would be tired because I would have to come back from school and make sure all my siblings ate make sure all my siblings were fed and bathed make sure that all the stuff that my mom needed for when she would go to work was prepared make sure that the house was clean make sure that um I did everything else for everybody first before I could even sit in my room and, like, think. I was so distraught, and I wasn't myself at all. And I really settled into the reality that I was not my own person when I was around 14 because I realized in middle school when I wanted to become friends with people that I truly felt were, like, really good people My mom would always say, like, oh, friends are not forever. The only people you need to care about is your family. Because friends are going to talk shit about you. They are going to get in the way of your life. Like, they are not deserving of your time. You need to get rid of all these external things and only focus on this family. You need to get rid of all of your wants and your desires and focus on the needs of this family. That's all that matters. And I was so hurt because I was really coming into my hobbies for writing and speaking and just making things. And I was really coming into the fact that like, oh, like, I'm not a really angry person. My mom is an angry person. And that's all I've been around. So to be around people that were like, kind and soft spoken it really was an eye-opener for me. And I realized, like, I don't have to be that way because to be kind and to be understanding feels a lot more fitting for my heart than it was, you know, at in the circumstances that I was in. So years and years and years and years of abuse go by. And basically, the older I got, the worse my mental state got and it basically felt like I was deteriorating 
physically and emotionally and mentally, it felt like I literally was going to collapse if I just didn't did not do every single thing that my mom required of me and when you're performing at such like at at this level of like quote-unquote perfection for somebody else one little mistake one little error one little thing that is just not okay with them turns your whole world upside down I remember like cleaning the house every single day sweeping and mopping cleaning the counters washing the dishes and nobody cleaned up after themselves it was always my responsibility if my mom's husband left his dishes on the table it was my responsibility to get them throw whatever was on the plate into the trash clean his dishes put them away if my siblings left the dishes in the sink It was my responsibility to go after them and clean it up. If my mom cooked, you know, using all these pots and whatever, I would have to sit there like for hours sometimes just scrubbing away, scrubbing away. And the dishes had to be perfect. There couldn't be a speck or a crumb or anything on them. My mom was very meticulous about literally everything having to be perfect. But that that reality was not of my own it was not something I wanted to be a part of yet still it was something that was ingrained into my myself and I did not know who I was because I was so occupied with being something and in some way for every single person in my life you know my siblings depended on me and I realized after I finally left um, my mom's house that they relied on me so heavily that even when I was in college and I would come back home, they wanted me to clean the house, even though I had not stepped foot in the house for like months at a time because they they needed me there to take care of all those things to take care of the house, to make sure my siblings were okay, to take them places that they needed to go, to have extra money if they needed extra money. It was always my responsibility. So when I left, they really didn't know what to do with themselves. And I was, I felt such guilt and I felt such shame for going to college and doing things for myself because even though I was physically away from them mentally and emotionally I was still there wanting to appease everybody around me and wanting to show everyone like I am a good person I am a good person look at all these things I can do for you but I couldn't do a damn thing for myself I couldn't even pick out what I wanted to wear without going through like 70 million different outfit combinations because I was always thinking what about what about everybody else? What about how this person views me? Will they see me differently? Will I look like a bad person if I don't do this thing? If I get frustrated with this person, will I seem like a bad person? It was such like a <clears throat> a controlling um I like basically just I was a fucking control freak. And the 
myths of control freaks is that like oh they have everything together when in reality nothing is together and that's the reason why they want to control because it will make them feel like everything is together and then that's where ego creeps in and things about yourself that people will tell you like damn like I really admire that about you that starts to be the center of your personality and for me that was my basically my communication I would never like even though I was being abused in the house and all these things in my heart I felt I have to say something I have to like speak my truth I cannot let someone tell me day in and day out who I am who I have to be what I should do when I don't feel that way and so that's Like, there was always resistance with my mom because she would say something to hurt my feelings, like call me a pig or say that I'm ugly or say that I was a mistake or say that I was an accident. You know, all the time, say things like that. I resemble my biological father who was a fucking abuser, you know, an abuser to basically every single woman in his life, to all of his children. And I would tell her, like, you can't say that stuff to me. I have nothing to do with him. That is not my, that's not my truth. I am not him. So you getting mad at me because he hurt you, that's not fair. And I would say it. I would be like, mom, I have never done anything in this life to hurt you. I have never done anything in this life to make you feel this way towards me. Why do you hate me so much? And she would basically get really defensive and she'd be like, oh, you think I fucking hate you? You think I hate you? Because, because I do all this stuff for you. How could I hate you when I go to work? How could I hate you when I buy these things? How could I hate you when I cook? How could I hate you when da 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 But it's like, she would never say I love you because you are my child. It's, it was never good enough to just be a kid. I always had to be the nanny, the maid, you know. I always had to be the one to make sure everything was going right. I always had to be the one to do things for my mom. I always had to be the one to wake up at whatever odd hours it took to make sure that my siblings were prepared for school in the morning. That was not her responsibility. And it had not been her responsibility for like over a decade and all the while was still trying to take care of myself and it wasn't until I was homeless that I fully realized like damn I really don't know anything about myself because myself my true self was somewhere far far away from me The self that I was operating as and the reality I was living in was not my own. It was stuff that was put on to me, things that were told about me that I didn't really believe. But because I heard it all the time, I was like, well, it must be true. If my mom says she loves me and my mom treats me this way and it's because I'm a bad person, then it must be true. I must be getting abused because it's what I deserve. It it must be like 
destined to be this way. It must be destined to not be able to like see my friends or cultivate my own hobbies or chase after my dreams. It must be my destiny to just throw all that shit away and only focus on appeasing all the other external forces around me, despite it being so emotionally, mentally, and physically exhausting. And to get back to self, I realized, like, if I, there was only two options for me in this world, like, when I became homeless. It was either continue to feel this way and ignore my emotions and, you know, become, like, completely detached from my authentic self and that would have been way easier because it was already what I was doing for like since I was like seven six years old or I could take the skeletons out of my closet and sit with them for as long as it takes before I make peace with them and I forgive them and I love them, you know? Now that's the hard one. And at first I was just like distraught because I was away from my mom and it's such a difficult thing to realize that you have been abused. But it is even more difficult to realize that you love the person that was abusing you. And even though I fully in my heart believe that maybe somewhere, somehow, in the tiniest seed, in a chamber tucked and locked away, in my mom's heart, there was love for me, maybe, but I don't even really believe that. But I know I loved my mom. I know I would do anything for her. I know I would I would have laid down my life to make her happy. That's how much I was just like trying to make her see that like I'm I'm not against you here. I don't hate you. I know you're hurt. Somebody hurt you a long time ago and I'm the one that is bearing all of this pain for you. But because I know this and because I see you for who you are, I know I'm strong enough to withstand it, but I am not prepared for all of the pain that is going to come from your trauma. I am not prepared to sit here and let you abuse me day in and day out. Like, I'm still going to be hurt by all of this, but I will be able to see where it's coming from. And in that, I did love my mom, but I simultaneously feared her. I feared her with, like, the most physical um, physical expression of fear, like... My heart would be out of my chest when she would call my name. I would hardly be able to breathe. I would just be so scared. 
to like be around her because I there was just no telling what like what she would do or what she would say and like I was so sensitive and I had denied my sensitivity for so long that to be sensitive around her was making everything more more painful but I knew that being sensitive was the only way I could not like I could just not neglect my emotions but really feel them and understand them and you know taking the skeletons out of your closet consists of doing a lot of deep digging and digging into spaces that you really tucked away and bringing up things that maybe in the past you were like I'm just going to shove this out of my sight out of my mind so I can move through life but you can't really move through life carrying this fear and this pain surrounding all of these horrible painful aspects of you know what you've been through and in in realizing that the demons <laughs> that come out at night are really an extension of the deep dark spaces of your soul you learn that you're not as bad as people have treated you but you're also not perfect as you would have thought you were you know because of all these great things that you were doing for everybody else because those things really had nothing to do with you they were requirements and conditions to be loved and to be adored and you don't deserve to have conditions and fear and all these things placed onto you just to get attention from a caretaker from a partner from a friend you know it's not your fault that you were hurt and those are the things I had to tell myself. I really had to look at myself in the mirror and tell myself, like, it's not your fault that you were sexually abused or physically abused or just verbally abused or mentally abused. It's not your fault that all of these things happened to you. It's not your fault that you were brought into this life with the parents that you had. It's not your fault that your father didn't want you. It's not your fault that things just did not turn out the way that they were supposed to be. But acknowledging the pain, seeing the hurt, and realizing those things were not from you you did not place those things onto yourself they were placed onto you and you really have to give them back not give them back as you know spread hate you know but realize that's not you you don't own it you were caught in the crosshairs of somebody else's pain and their only way to I don't know, feel better about themselves was to 
hurt you in your most vulnerable state. It was to make you feel small and to make you feel like you're just not good enough to be here unless you do X, Y, and Z for them, right? But that's not the truth. You are a great person. No matter what you've been through, you are a great person. And you only deserve greatness. And getting back to self really starts with seeing all the ways that people have taken you away from your most authentic self. You know, your true self could be somebody you know, that is super extroverted and super happy and super fun, but maybe you have gone through such traumatic experiences that it feels like your true self is a depressed and hateful and spiteful person, but that's not you, right? And if you want to know who you are, you have to first start with where you've been, and how you got there. And it's going to be hard, but, you know, I believe in you, and I believe in myself, and I really, truly only desire for everyone in this life to see how fucking amazing and deserving they are just to be happy just to be kind and just to feel all the love that is there, you know, extending its arms to hold us all in. Like, it's all there. And it takes work and it takes time, patience, effort. It takes tears and, you know, sweat and all these things that just maybe seem like it's really too fucking hard to do. But we're all going to get there. And... I'm getting there and it's not like I'm like fucking healed, you know? It's not like oh, like I've I've done the hard work and now I'm a fucking perfect person. Hell no. But there are tools that I've learned on this fucking crazy ass really insane life of mine that I know could help somebody out there and I think that's just where we're going to start. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you for listening to this first podcast of mine. It's not perfect. <laughs> like, a lot of things aren't. But I'm hoping that some things could have resonated with you or some things could have made you realize, like, you're not alone in this. Like, A lot of people have had really, really, really rough upbringings, you know. A lot of people have gone through the shits. And they may have seen parts of themselves that they really didn't like. But if you realize, like, I want to be a better person. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. You're, You're doing the right thing by just acknowledging what you've been through right and um so yeah 
So thank you for listening to this podcast. I am really excited to just get into things with you guys. And I promise you, it's not going to just be about like fucking childhood trauma and stuff. We're going to talk about, you know, things for the present and things for the future. But really, we have to start, you know, from, you know, baby steps. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was Unicorns Exist by Vanessa. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye!